Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life, but when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 220 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And this episode is sponsored by the one name, Mandy. Is it Mandy Moore? We don't know, but probably. <laughs> oh, it's Mandy. That means that we're sponsored by Rapunzel. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and Sheriff Callie. Oh. And Sheriff Callie. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, today we will be chatting with a super special guest host, the author of the book, Dumbledore, The Life and Lies of Hogwarts' Renowned Headmaster and Unofficial Exploration, or known to all of you as the Dumbledore book. Please welcome Urban Cateman to the podcast. Hello. Hello. Well, <laughs> thanks so much for the introduction. Oh, you're so very welcome. Very flattered. You have been the Dumbledore book for a very long time. Yeah. So we are really excited to have you. This has been kind of a long time coming. Months, right? Yeah. 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 So we're we're super excited. And actually, as of this month that we are recording. Yep. Um, the hardcover copy came out. Yes, it did. And it's so pretty. It's so soft, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I got my copy a few, maybe last week. It's soft and it's just perfectly purple. And yeah. I love it. 
Um, I love it. So Lori Kim got a copy before I did because my author copies like took a minute to arrive. And okay. she emails me. She's like, Irvin, the book, it's so substantial. Like, <laughs> it is. It's quite, it's quite large. Right? And I'm compared. like, well, that's a curious adjective. And then I like walked into Barnes and Noble and picked it up. And I was like, no, it, it is substantial. Like it that is. is what comes to mind. It is. It is. And I just, I love how, I don't know, I don't, this might be just a reader thing, but the pages feel really nice. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a certain texture to them. Do you go into Barnes and Noble? Because if this were me, if I was an author, I would go into Barnes and Noble and I'd be like, I wrote that. You want to see my license? I wrote that. <laughs> I probably would do the same thing. I would, I would totally be like so full of myself. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I prefer to like do it sneaky. I like walk in and being like, Hey, um, do you have this uh, Dumbledore book? I've like heard great things about it. <laughs> do you put it on like their choices, like like the staff choices? They're just all your book. <laughs> I would. Um, That's for sure. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would for sure. I'd be like up and coming. Me. I do that. I me. mean, I I'm do up and coming. I'm right here. Yes. I love, love it. We'll go to Target and like spread out all the Taylor Swift albums, so they're not in one column. We'll just push them up. Just put them on the whole line. <laughs> oh I'm like, God. this is what you should buy. But now I'm like, gonna go do that with the Dumbledore book at Books a Million and Barnes and Noble. I used to do that with like Tiger Beat Thank and you. Bop with all the good Charlotte covers. Oh my gosh, yes, oh. me too. Oh, Tiger Beat. Oh my God, that takes me back. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, speaking of the hardcover. Swishers, go out and get your copy. It is great for your Potter shelf. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's full of content that we adore. And yeah, that's that's that. So we have pulled questions from our own brains as well as the brains of our listeners. And Urban, we hope you are excited as we are. I am so excited. I mean, <laughs> like, twist my arm. You want me to talk more about Dumbledore with awesome Potter people? Fine. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. But before we even start that, we need to get into some Weekly Profit news. Megan, go ahead. All right. So I want to, for our Weekly Profit, give a shout out to the one and only Bev Beverly. We love you. One of the kindest Beverly. on the planet who also happens to be our editor for this lovely podcast. So everybody should love Bev so much. Mm -hmm. But she has a new podcast, and it is called Ad Lib Heroes. So you should go and check it out and find them on your favorite listening platform. The description states, Bad math, good stories. Ad Lib Heroes invites you to the table to adventure alongside TJ, Riley, and Bev. These three unlikely (laughs) heroes travel through the interesting world created by Joey, an author and lifelong, lifelong GM. Join us in a world that can be silly and serious with a range of emotions that will remind you of your own game nights. So go and check out Bev's new podcast. I'm super stoked for her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. And, like, if you, they only have, like, five episodes out right now. So, you so it'll be, like, fresh. You'll yeah. be able to join at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can tell all your friends that you liked it before it was cool. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform as well and share this episode with your friends because if you liked it, then they will, too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flickcast. The latest vlog episode that dropped was Tiffany's 
first day ever at Walt Disney World, and it's a tearjerker, so you should go and watch I it. Yes. I cried watching it. I cried <laughs> editing it, so. <laughs> and I'm the Scrooge that was thinking about us eating those egg rolls. Oh, the egg rolls were good. The egg rolls were fantastic. <laughs> Um, if you would like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. If you would like to send us your Potter story, because yes, we are still accepting them and will always accept them. You can send those or any questions and concerns to our email at swishflickcast at gmail.com. Okay. All right. <clears throat> In the spirit of today. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Well done, Megan. Well done. However, <laughs> it is time for the recap. <laughs> while Megan was reading about Potter stories and I was like, you gotta do it. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. So Alright, so, last time we finished up, I think, part three of this chapter? Yeah. 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 Um, the a doozy. Chapter. Yeah, so Slughorn kept on with his student interrogations. Harry comes up with a last minute plan to spy on Malfoy, and he's right to think that he's definitely up to something, but Harry gets caught and also a broken nose. Sorry, buddy. Poor Harry. I have things to say in the next episode, chapter he related. Was snooping, so like snooping. he was snooping. You are correct, but he did have good reason oh, to oh. be sus. Ugh, whatever. Sus. Okay, Urban, we want to get to know you. Okay. So give us your Potter profile, please. Uh, sure. So I am a Ravenpuff. Um. Because, I mean, as a kid, I was just pure Ravenclaw, and then as the years go by, just more and more puff seeps in. <laughs> Love that. Um, I've been in the fandom uh, since um, 03, uh, when Order of the Phoenix was uh, came out. I remember I um, found, like, an article that, like, next Harry Potter tome comes out today on, like, the AOL front page. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and went Googling and found MuggleNet and just fell deep, deep down that rabbit hole and sort of the rest is history. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, what else do you want to know about my Potter profile? So, so you said that... Um, you're not sure if you remembered your wand, but maybe unicorn hair was involved. Oh, yeah. So I, I did the um, wand quiz on Pottermore, as we all did, and I do not remember my results. I remember thinking that it was pretty spot on, um, and I'm pretty sure that it was a core of unicorn hair, but uh, yeah, no, I, I don't remember the particulars. That's okay. okay. Yeah. And then your uh, Patronus. Um... So, um, Pottermore said my Patronus is the Black Swan. And, I mean, look, I love Natalie Portman as much as anyone. Um, <laughs> like, if she was my spiritual guardian, I'm kind of okay with it. Um, oh, that movie but, freaks me out. Yeah. <laughs> I must say, I've never actually seen the movie. Um, I haven't either. <laughs> no, but I do like Natalie Portman. Me too. Uh, but I always thought that my Patronus would actually be a monkey, uh, just because I really like monkeys. 
Very cool. I've never even heard of a monkey. Has anybody gotten a monkey before? Well, I don't know. I've heard that, actually. Nope. But I, I subscribe to the thought of your Patronus can be whatever you want, and Pottermore can't tell me what my Patronus Well, Pottermore's not even yes! a thing anymore, Thank so you. how right could it, it be? Is. How yeah. right could it have been? What am I looking at? Monkey Patronus. Monkey Patronus. <laughs> the Google's on this computer. <laughs> a capuchin monkey. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Okay. Is that the one that was in Friends? possible yeah yeah it looks like it all right <laughs> um and then the last piece is how you got into potter um well so naturally when i was a little kid i was too cool i was like oh everyone loves harry potter how good can it really be um right and then mom dragged me to see the first movie in theaters uh when i was nine years old um and as i always say um she fell asleep and i fell in love <laughs> very similar to my story same, same. <laughs> yeah. yeah and like then like my dad got me all the books out of the library and yeah just never that. looked back which that was 20 years ago next month which That's is just insane. terrifying yeah this is do you want me to read on muggle night it has capuchin monkey it says those who are capable of casting this bubbly and energetic creature may or may not take pleasure in knowing just how much they enjoy their comfort give a capuchin an abundance of fresh fruits others to interact with and a stimulating environment and watch its creativity and sense of adventure soar beware the absence of such creature comforts will quickly lead to quarrels isolation and an intolerance for others good moods <gasps> Yeah, so, no, a, a, a like good bit of it checks out. <laughs> and snacks. That's how yeah. Pufflepuff. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the, like, you need company and stimulating conversation. I'm like, yes, that's me. That's what yeah. I've, like, I'm an extrovert, and we're not cut out for pandemics. <laughs> like, yeah. it's been rough, y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get into this. And this was actually um, one of the most... Uh, frequently asked questions when I put it out. So I put it out to Facebook and I put it out to um, Instagram. Irvin, so question number one, and this was one of the most asked questions. What made you want to write a book about Dumbledore? Um, So I just sort of was writing a lot about Dumbledore um, to begin with. And then one fine day I was like, what if I put it all together in a book? Uh, Because pretty much... So I have a MuggleNet column, um, The Three Broomsticks, uh, where I've been writing just essays about whatever I want um, to do with Harry Potter for, oh my god, 10 years now. I Oh, wow. Wow. That's um, awesome. And... <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dumbledore fascinated me because, like, it was just... I love Dumbledore. Like, we all loved Dumbledore, like, reading the first few books, like, you know we idolize him just like Harry did um and then that like visceral like sense of betrayal um mm. in Deathly Hallows and I just spent like years like trying to reconcile all that and so when I had my mug in a column I was just like well I'm gonna work through my feelings and take you along for the ride <laughs> I, love I love that um and so yeah so pretty much I wrote one essay and then another essay and then another essay and like you know it eventually got to the point where it's like well, uh, welcome to my column. Please read these five essays beforehand <laughs> to know what we're talking about. And I was like, yeah, may- maybe, maybe just needs to be one coherent book now. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm but so happy you did. <laughs> I'm so happy I did too. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
All right. The next question comes from Katie Tibbetts. And she says, if you're planning on, I'm interested in your answer to this, but if you're planning on watching the rest of the Fantastic Beast series, what secrets or details are you most excited about potentially learning in regards to Dumbledore? Everybody. So okay, I, <laughs> I am planning to watch the rest of the series uh, just because it's a lot of fun watching it. Um, cause you know, we go opening night, everyone's in costume, like, you know, mm -hmm. we're pretty much half the theater and because like our Harry Potter meetup group is most of the theater, just, we go nuts. Like we're, you know, booing and catcalling and like, <laughs> that's amazing. Just, yeah, no, it, like <sighs> I felt so bad for like the two people there who weren't part of our meetup. <laughs> um, because uh, I remember watching Crimes of Grindelwald. That was the first time where the credits rolled and the audience booed. Um, I'd never experienced that before in a movie theater. Um, me either. And uh, the folks sitting next to me told me that watching me was a lot more entertaining than watching the film. Because I was just like, oh, you really? <sighs> sort of the whole time. Oh my god. So yes, I plan to watch the rest of the Fantastic Beasts series. Um, I don't have any hopes that there will be anything coherent to learn mm. about Dumbledore. I'm just sort of along for the ride. Okay. Um, Maybe I, you'll get surprised. I would love to be proven wrong. Like, really genuinely, I would. Mm-hmm. I just... Okay. I know is, that I'm in the minority, but Prince... I love these. I, I love think... these movies. <laughs> And and I'm glad that someone does. I'm glad like someone is getting their boat floated by this franchise. <laughs> I love that. I will say mine is not. I think I'm out of the four of us. I'm the one that's like I don't even need to see them. I'm excited, and I definitely want to see the rest, and I want to see where it goes. And I just honestly like this episode. It was doomed from the start. <laughs> but but I don't think I'm it joking. was because like the first the first Fantastic Beast movie was fine it was fun like, like it didn't like rock my world but i was like well that was an amusing way to spend two hours like mm -hmm. i'm in i guess my my problem that i'm having is that we were sort of misled with the titles yeah mm -hmm. um if if they wanted to make movies about pre-Harry, Wizarding World, Grindelwald, Dumbledore, that whole thing. Like, it should have been something else because, like, where are the beasts? You yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I, I just don't understand. And, like, Fantastic Beasts could have been a great standalone film. But, yeah. like, why, why try and sell it into a cohesive series when it kind of doesn't match unless, like, the beasts come in and save the day? They want money. But how do you yeah. know but, they like, won't? People, but people would have... We don't know if like, they will or won't yet. So, like, true. I feel like, like it's unfair to judge that. But that's I would have bought into everything <laughs> well, even more if it would have been, like, this is a one-off film. This is, a this is a two, like, two films together. Or this... You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, 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 an anthology type thing. Yeah, like, I, I was honestly that. so down with the original pitch for Fantastic Beasts, which is, like, it's this character unrelated to Harry, like, going off, catching wizarding Pokemon, and, like, just <laughs> having his adventures completely independent of Harry and Voldemort and all that nonsense. Like, because yeah. it is, yeah. it's an amazing world that she's developed, mm -hmm. and it's such a wide world that I'm just like, yes, let's explore all the other corners of it. Yeah. yeah. And instead, we got, we got this 
yeah. prequel thing. I think that's yeah. part of like my gripe is that I don't need everything to be tied together with that series in Harry Potter. That to me, like I don't no. want it to be perfectly the puzzle pieces fit completely together. I never wanted that. I still don't want that. And also it's aggravating that they cut so many important parts out of that second film. It's like, how are you supposed to know that? Like you're cutting all of these things and then the movie makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, see where it goes. having said all that, I am really excited to see the rest. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I I you, personally you have, no have high hopes. Guess? Uh, sorry, y'all both spoke at once. Oh, um, I said you have no guesses as of any kind of secrets, like Credence. Is he a Dumbledore? What do you do? You care? <laughs> uh, no, and no. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I feel like Grindelwald could have lied. For sure. Like here, so when the movie came out, like there were a few corners of the internet, those who, that like weren't raging at what we were just put through, that were like coming up with all these epic theories of like well but then if like Percival froze his sperm magically and then like Kendra faked her own death while he was in Azkaban then like maybe and I was like I I don't have faith that the creators of the franchise care enough to make it make sense so I'm just not gonna invest in it because I don't see why I should care more than the creators do mm. alright fair That's I something. can see that yeah yeah, it's just it's just hard because like I know like that film went through a lot of drama, to say the very very least, and I'm interested to see what they put together. I did enjoy myself like in the first and second movies for sure, and like when they said that he was a Dumbledore, I literally like melted into my seat. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I I mean like when that uh when the title came out i got i got really excited for sure i mean i got excited because it's going to help my book in all the google searches so <laughs> it, really is. Yeah. it is this is true it really is all right next question yeah okay mm-hmm. next question comes from aaron wolf what about dumbledore makes him really hard to love and really hard to hate that is an amazing question like when i read that i was like Huh. <laughs> um, I mean, what makes him hard to hate is, like, everything that made us love him in the first six books, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like, the way he sticks up for the downtrodden, you know, that he's a champion of muggle-borns and muggles, that he, you know, is kind to house elves and he saves hippogriffs, um, and, you know, he's um, kind to Ginny when she messes up in Chamber of Secrets, like all of those things and just sort of every time I reread the series I always get sucked in being like oh my god I do love Dumbledore and then just yeah you sort of experience that betrayal all over again in Deathly Hallows mm-hmm. um and what's hard to love is the whole pig for slaughter thing like the fact that he was raising Harry essentially to die for the cause um, and sort of how remote he is, uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't let anyone in. He doesn't, you know, confide in anyone. And that's it, it's hard to relate to someone who's that aloof and alone. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's sure. it's super hard to relate. And like something that we talk about all the time with the wizarding world is how like people need some kind of 
therapy and a lot Mm -hmm. of these people have been through so much and Dumbledore's whole um only sharing certain people certain things with certain people at certain times in certain ways that is because I feel like he just like finds it hard to to trust people like he's been through some traumatic events in his life and it's just it's really sad and I understand that things have to be kept secret for certain things to work like in certain ways but like I don't know it's just sad yeah I mean it's a cliche but you always blame the parents in this situation uh because Aberforth says um secrets and lies that's how we grew up and Albus he was a natural Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that that's what it comes back to, that Albus sort of had to learn how to be secretive, you know, for a greater good and all of that as a teenager, mm-hmm. and it just stayed with him. Yeah, absolutely it did. So Andrew Wieland asks, of the three actors who have played Dumbledore in the current movies, which one is your favorite? Oh, Richard Harris, without a doubt. Yeah. Just he has that that twinkle in his eye, yes, like yeah. th- that you need from Dumbledore. Yes, I agree. I needed Michael Gammon to like tone it down a little bit. <laughs> right, take it down like seven notches. Yeah, but it's Dumbledore like, is nice to look at. <laughs> it's so weird because like I I too really loved Richard Harris, but it's hard to see him play. Like it's hard to like visualize if he could have played Dumbledore in like Half Blood Prince. You know, like actually like the pulled whim- that the off, more, like the whimsical kind of yeah. The Dumbledore I that loved... wore like the high heeled boots, yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I loved him so much. Yeah, I'm... like I'm just picturing like think how good um, the Lost Prophecy would have been with Richard Harris playing it. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I am here for some Dumbledore though. Like I'm here. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got nothing against Jude Law. Like, right. you know, f- w- the material he was given, like, he does fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. he's good. Okay. Next question from Jamie Watkins. What characteristics do you share with Dumbly? And he is he your favorite character? Um. Well, the first thing that comes to mind in terms of what I share with Dumbledore is a lack of seemly modesty. <laughs> <laughs> um, like... Dumbledore's fabulous. He knows it, and frankly, I strive to as well. Amen. I love that. Love that. I love it. Um, and it's a small thing, but Dumbledore also really, really enjoys pushing the buttons of people he dislikes. He just like needles them, needles them, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I kind of, I kind of do that too. <laughs> um, but like Anna. More serious note, um, I think Dumbledore recognizes that the world isn't black and white, um, Mm -hmm. that, like, you have to make tough choices and sometimes there is no, like, right answer or wrong answer. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just, like, you do the best you can for the best number of people. Um, And I also try to keep that in mind that, like, yeah, no, like, sometimes it isn't all that simple and it isn't all black and white and... Like, especially in this day and age when, like, everything is so polarized and everyone's like, this is the absolute right answer and I will brook no argument. I was like, but but maybe, like, what if we thought about it? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, Dumbledore isn't actually my favorite character. Um, that would be Luna Lovegood. Nice. Um, just because I, I, yeah, I saw so much of myself in her. Like, you know, I was the weird Harry Potter kid in school. Um, and just, like her complete 
serenity and just like how she does not care in the slightest what people mm-hmm. think. I'm just like, that is all I aspire to be. Yeah, she's pretty great. Yeah, you should I write a her. book about her next. <laughs> I I honestly I don't know what to write about her other than like she's, she's the best. <laughs> she's the best. Yeah. Page. yeah, like I wrote like one muggle net essay about Luna. I was like, I I'm just here to talk about how Luna's the best. And okay, I'm I'm glad we had this discussion. I love that. <sighs> yeah. Um, all right. Next question comes from Liam Weaver. What was the first attribute or action of Dumbledore's that kickstarted your fondness of him? Um I honestly think it would be his speech at the end of Goblet of Fire. Um, I just thought it was so powerful. Um, I'm going to see how much I can do from memory. Um, yeah, I was going to say, do you have it memorized? <laughs> most of it. Um, the ending We speech? are only as strong as yeah. we are united and as weak as we are divided. Lord Voldemort's gift for spreading discord and enmity is very great. We can only fight it by showing an equally strong bond of friendship and trust. Differences of habit and language mean nothing at all if our aims are identical and our hearts are open. Mm. I love that. I have a mug yes, that has good. that first line on it. Yeah. Uh, that last line, that was my yearbook quote in high school. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. I, I just thought it was such an amazing sentiment and just sort of really encapsulates how just he he wants everyone to just be accepting and get along and work together and oh it's great he has a way with words he does oh doesn't he though <laughs> he really Nitwit does blubber oddment <laughs> that's what i put in books uh when i sign them Do you? yeah I um i have i have a little stamp with dumbledore's signature that i like copied from the u.s uh paperbacks uh-huh. so i like sign it as myself and then i write nitwit blubber oddment tweak and then use the dumbledore stamp so it's signed oh, from both of us. I love it. That's cute. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, Erica Danielle asks, "Why do you? Th- what do you think Dumbledore's worst mistake or offense was, or do you think it will be exposed in the next Fantastic Beasts film?" Uh, his worst mistake was making Hagrid a teacher. <gasps> oh, shade. <laughs> Shane. <laughs> Care to elaborate? <laughs> so I did not expect that. <laughs> so Hagrid is by far, by far my least favorite character. Oh. I I really dislike him. Um and I have elaborated on this at great, great length on Alohomora episodes. So if you want my like whole like two and a half hour diatribe, go listen to Alohomora. Um <laughs> but basically I just think he's selfish and irresponsible and like completely unequipped to be a teacher and to like impart knowledge to children and like everyone's defense is like yeah but Dumbledore should have had like professional development for him I'm like yes yes no like it is on Dumbledore that an absolutely terrible teacher is teaching care magical creatures oh we got some we got some angry things (laughs) in our discord right now opinion i'm not gonna fight him on it <laughs> someone did that gift of blank the blank the greatest teacher no. no do i love him yes yeah um as far as uh you said selfish um are you referring to things like uh norberta perhaps mm-hmm. okay that's what uh, I figured norberta but more more so aragog and grop 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. fact that That's like the... he, he was doing too. things that were terrible for the creatures and terrible for everyone else, and just like were bad for absolutely everyone except Hagrid because he wanted them around. Yeah. Do you think that um, maybe he was uh, not not excusing it? But do you I don't, do you think those things were um, purposeful? Or do you think that's just how he was and he kind of is is blind to that? Um, the latter. Like, I okay. like I don't think Hagrid ever intends to do harm, which okay. is sort of like his big redeeming thing. But right. I'm like, but the fact remains that he never considers the consequences of his actions or how the things he does affect anyone else, like human or creature. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. To yeah. be honest, Definitely I've never thought of like that. sounds like a kid that got kicked out of Hogwarts and then was made to be gamekeeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, I know why Dumbledore likes having him around, because Hagrid is absolutely, unfailingly, blindly loyal to Dumbledore. Like, mm-hmm. would never dream of questioning a thing he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, d- it, that's very helpful for Dumbledore to just have an acolyte like that. True. Uh, but should not have been a teacher. Okay. So you vote for Grubbly Plank. Oh, 100%. (laughs) That's the thing. We see a qualified candidate for Care of Magical Creatures who is happy to do the job, willing and ready and available to work. And she's passed over because Dumbledore feels sorry for Hagrid. Yeah. Like, it's not not like the defense position where, like, you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel after 40 years. But that do we know cursed. that for a fact that she was passed over? Maybe she didn't want the job full time. They could have tag-teamed uh, it. Be- in Order of the Phoenix, she says that she's happy to keep working as long as they'll have her. That's true. She does say that. Huh. Interesting. Thoughts to think. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm all just... about keeping your people close, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that is probably going to be my hottest take of the episode. Although we'll see I where the like night my takes jaw us. Dropped. <laughs> it was just very unexpected. <laughs> you are entitled <laughs> to your opinion. <laughs> oh, where are we? So the next question okay. is from Chelsea Coulter and Brittany Matters. Is there anyone else from the series that you would want to write a book about? Mm, oh, I hope you say yes. what I want you to say. Um. So there's two answers, both of which are in the very early brainstorming phases. Um, the first one is the Malfoys and Draco mm. in particular. Ooh, I Love enjoy. That. Because he's fascinating and like this began as these things always do where I was writing an essay from MuggleNet and then it just kept getting longer and kept getting longer. And I'm like, maybe, maybe it's a trilogy of essays or, or a series. And sort of once we hit 20,000 words, I was like, maybe it's a book. <laughs> <laughs> it should be a book. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and the other one is uh, The Death Eaters. Okay. Uh, because cool. I think Joe did such an amazing job of like developing these characters like where she drops just enough information where you're like oh there's a story there Mm -hmm. um because like if you track the death eater names throughout the text which i have done it was a lot of research like sort of pictures emerge of like who specializes in what and their relationships and like you know how they work for voldemort and their personalities and what happens to them and so i mean that's a lot more, like, nerdy. Like, there's not 
as much of a narrative there as there is following one character. So I'm like, I don't know if anyone would actually want to read it, but... Me, yeah. Oh, excellent. But yeah, like, <laughs> I, I've done the research, so now I'm just like, maybe, maybe it could take on a book form. Good, uh, Because, yeah, like, I published, like, six, um, a six-part series of essays on MuggleNet about the Death Eaters this summer, and I'm like, I'm, I'm just scratching the surface. Like, I can keep going here. <laughs> Oh, That's awesome. We did a Felix Files episode on the Death Eaters, and it was like a lot more interesting and in depth than I expected it was going to be. Right. And it was really fun to talk about them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Alohomora also did um, an episode on the Death Eaters, and um, our editor was like, "I was genuinely shocked at like how much y'all found to yeah. say." And mm-hmm. um, I went a little bit overboard with the research, and we ended up recording just two episodes, like, one after another, because I was like, no, 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 we're three hours in, and we're only up to McNair alphabetically, so I think we're just going to have to have <laughs> I love that. So I was really, really hoping, I was really, really hoping yeah. and praying that uh-huh. you and Lori Kim could do something with Voldemort. So... Neither Lori Kim nor I are going to do anything about Voldemort because uh, is, Grace though? Candido Beecher should okay. be the one to write a Voldemort book. That's true. That's and true. Both Lori Kim and I have been telling Grace this for years. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. We all, I think we told her we that. We also as well. told her that. Yeah. We're like, please. Yes. So <sighs> I think eventually we're going to wear her down and yes. she will cr- we'll get on create that. the Voldemort like, book. Like, set an alarm. Tweet her daily. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> just nag her into writing the book. That'll definitely work. Because I need someone to do that. Like, truly, if I didn't have a teaching job, I would seriously sit down and think about writing about him. Tom Riddle on. Because I am so incredibly, like, sickly fascinated with him and... I just I need it and I need to I need to to like read it read it. I want to have a book. What if you Same. write it? That's what I said, but I have a, I have a lot going on. <laughs> you know that all yeah. the rest of us have jobs too, right? I know, but like <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, like I I 100% defer Voldemort uh to Grace. Okay, so you're giving that to uh, Grace. Got it. Well, yeah, I'll but accept I, that. I'll yeah, accept but I'm that. just like, yes, I, I want, I want the box set of Dumbledore, Snape, and Voldemort, like yes. the three of them. I'm like yes. in a nice little like cardboard thing. Like, That'd be awesome. Oh, it'd be so good. You guys all need to get like the same like your covers need to be like triplets. <laughs> that would be cool. working on it. Working on it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, if you do write a Malfoy book, Jenny Fire says make sure that there's a whole chapter on the albino peacocks. I agree. Solid. Oh my gosh. I mean, I just think the cover is going to be an albino peacock. I love that. Ooh. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Pearlescent. Yeah, yeah Pearlescent. obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glowing, yeah. if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, uh, th- the problem is that I'm also working on a fictional novel that I'm trying to, like, get wrapped up before diving into more Potter books. That's also oh. awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been working on it for 10 years. Um, one One day it'll see the light of day, but... um. Well, let us know. Yeah. Thank you very much. I, I will. In like eight years, I'll be like, hey, remember me? Like Dumbledore book guy. Well. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. So this comes from Christina Tottenham. 
How long did it take you to write? And how many times did you reread the series to pick up all the fine details? Um, so uh, 14 rereads altogether. Okay. Um, and I just did a 15th for the n- new edition that came out last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the easy part of the question to answer. Um, the How long did it take you to write? I, I genuinely never know how to answer. Because um, like I spent four and a half years writing essays about Dumbledore for MuggleNet. Um, and so then it took like a month or two to like take those essays and like make a book out of them. Right. Um, and then it was another like half year of like hardcore editing back and forth with my first publisher. So anywhere from a month to five years, um, depending how you count. <laughs> oh, I love That's that. Awesome. That's a great answer. <laughs> no, I like I've genuinely asked other authors. I'm just like, no, but like, what do you say, like, to how long did it take you to write? Like, is it, like, how long did the first draft take you? Or, like, before it was published? Yeah, I, I just don't know. All right. The next question is from Lorna Rollings. Do you have any predictions for what will happen in the remaining Fantastic Beasts film since it seems that it will conclude with the Dumbledore Grindelwald duel of 1945? Um, yes, everyone's going to end up related. Um, Credence <laughs> is going to turn out to also be a black and a snake and Wait, a riddle. Who? Credence, Credence, probably. <laughs> and just, I'm sure there will be many more prophecies and blood pacts and probably <laughs> horcruxes and just, uh, yeah. I think It'll Credence for sure mess. is going to die. Oh, yeah. You who? think who's going to die? Credence, I think Credence, Credence. is going to die. Yeah, I agree. Well, somebody's got to, right? Yeah. You would think. I mean, you would think. In, in I would think. In the world of probabilities, someone won't live through it. Okay. Listen, my number one know. thing that I care about when it comes to these movies is Queenie and Jacob get a good freaking ending because they deserve it. Man, I don't know. What if they just completely Ugh. just take your heart and just like... That's also possible. That's also what possible. If, what if one of them dies in the other's arms? What if I'm a Dumbledore? <laughs> I love it's that. Probably. At this when point, it's yeah. Coming, Tiffany, it's going to be like we're on Oprah. You're a Dumbledore. You're a Dumbledore. You're a Dumbledore. You're a Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is exactly what it's going to be. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. So I have some questions from Discord. I'm going to pull these so that I can see people's names give me one second here come on devito bot i know so the first question is from magic by phoenix in discord and she asks are we getting an audio version of this book eventually oh eventually yes because i really really want one um i think uh my publisher was focused on just like getting the the hardcover like yeah out to bookstores because like I'm sure you've heard, like, supply chain issues yeah. and just, yeah. like, yeah. the world is falling apart. So they were like, <laughs> yeah. Let, let's just get the books printed and shipped and delivered. Um, that's step one. And I think now we're going to work on ebooks and audiobooks and all that good stuff. Um, awesome. But, yes, I, I'm very much hoping there will be an audiobook. Awesome. awesome. Um, next question is from Spossy or Jen. What is your favorite Potter book and why? Half-Blood Prince, um, just because it's so, it's so elegant, um, just like, 
from a writing standpoint, there's not a word out of place in that book. And I I love the juxtaposition of, like, high school. Like, it's teenagers. Yeah. And, like, yep. I mean, they're worried about, like, the fate of the world, but also, like, <laughs> how dare Ron hook up with Lavender? Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. Um, and, like, the juxtaposition of that with just, like, the portrait of a psychopath. Like, mm. just the way we finally get to see Voldemort, how, like, how he became Voldemort. Mm. And the fact that we get more of Dumbledore and, like, he opens up and builds a relationship with Harry. Because, like, everyone's like, oh, like, Harry's Dumbledore's favorite student. And I was like, they've had, like, three conversations. <laughs> Honest to the Lord, though. Like, if you think about it, like, so when Ron is included in Dumbledore's will, he's like uh did i like did i feel like like i knew him or whatever and hermione's like yeah he was really fond of you and it's like <laughs> but was he and then it, and then you think I about mean, even like, harry's harry. like that's a stretch right like and and you think about his relationship with harry like they barely had conversations except for in six and yeah. especially there was nothing in five except for at the end so the what the, the point that always weirds me out is in Sorcerer's Stone when Dumbledore shows up to the Quidditch match against Hufflepuff and everyone's like, oh my god, stop the presses, Dumbledore is at a Quidditch match. And I was like, hold on, hold on. He's the headmaster. <laughs> yeah, right. What are you there doing? are six Quidditch matches a year. <laughs> Why on earth is he not at the Quidditch matches? Like, they don't have any other sports. Like, he's allowed to not go to the Gobstones tournament. Gobstones tournament, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, like, can Dumbledore really, like, Never make an appearance for the six Quidditch matches per year. Listen, like, he's how figuring out dragon blood uses. Okay, <laughs> he's a busy man. <laughs> I, I mean, very busy man. But I was like, he's so remote. He's plotting. Like, yes, plotting. I, I mean, like as the years go on, like come like Order of the Phoenix, I was like, okay, no, I understand why he wouldn't show up to Quidditch because like he's got a lot of plates spinning. Right. But like Sorcerer Stone, like. He ain't that busy trying to run the magical world. <laughs> right? Um, let's see. Next question is from Vinny. And he says, I see Dumbledore and Snape as sides of the same archetype. Archetype? Archetype. Yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. As characters <laughs> defined by guilt, regret, and loss. The main difference being in that Snape is more focused on what he lost and the past as Dumbledore more about passing on the values that he wished he had and the future. Do you have thoughts on that? I, That's a mouthful. Yes, I, I feel like I'm going to need those thoughts to percolate for a minute. I know. Um. That's, a, that's a Vinny question. Sorry, that that, a Vinny that's question. a Vinny question. But it's a good thought. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that they have much more in common than they do with most other characters. Um, and yeah, the, the difference being that Dumbledore looks forward um, and Snape doesn't because Dumbledore finds it in his heart to love other people um, and Snape never does. Mm. Um, and I think that's really the main difference that everything Snape does, because yes, like guilt, regret, all of it, but everything Snape does is because of his love for just the one person, like Lily Evans, just be all, end all, and that's it. Whereas Dumbledore comes to care about many, many, many people, and that's sort of what drives Dumbledore, is to make the world a better place for all of these people. 
Ooh. I just had a really sad thought because we're okay. talking about how Dumbledore is like looking forward and Snape really his focus is on what's in the past. And it's like the only moves that we see Snape making are in regards to Harry Potter. And so whatever's going on with Harry Potter, that's that's the only like forward progress that we see that Snape makes. Otherwise, his life is a stagnant day-to-day. I mean, that's true of Snape and all the Marauders. Just, like, it's really one enormous tragedy that, like, yeah. all yeah. of them are just perpetually stuck at 21. And just, like, <sighs> I, the day James and Lily died, I think that entire generation just, like, yeah. stopped growing, stopped evolving, and just all live in the past and full of regrets. Oh my god. But like truly. Like can you imagine? It's like almost like Groundhog's Day until Harry Potter does something. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of And and then whenever Harry Potter does do something, it's usually something to piss Snape off. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. And then he goes and talks to Dumbledore about it and complains and blah 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 and then we move on. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I I love that bit in Princess Tale where Snape is like ranting and raving. He's like arrogant, mediocre as his father, police with himself. And Dumbledore's just like reading Transfiguration today, being like, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. uh, Keep an eye on Quirrell, would ya? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Look under that <laughs> turban, would ya? <laughs> oh, my, oh my god. Gosh. Oh, so many thoughts on Snape. All right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the bit that surprised me most about writing the Dumbledore book is how sorry I felt for Snape at the end. Yeah. Um. Be- because, yeah, like, he, he got such a raw deal from his dealings with Dumbledore Um. as I go into very vivid detail in chapter six but just like Dumbledore decided to like put all his energy towards protecting Harry and Snape was just sort of a casualty that was deemed acceptable and yeah no like I don't like Snape but I do feel really really bad for him after working on my book honestly reading um reading what Laurie Kim had to say and reading what you had to say as far as the Snape Dumbledore relationship from the end of Prisoner all throughout Goblet of Fire, you know, never I had thought never thought it. I had <laughs> never thought about like holy I almost said a swear. Holy uh-huh. Merlin's wow, pants. Holy wow, <laughs> Merlin's pants. What in the name of Murgie's Merlin's wife fronts or whatever Ron says. Um, <laughs> Merlin's most baggy wife fronts. <laughs> most baggy wife fronts, yes. But like their relationship was so strained and so terrible that whole year. Yeah, I mean... It's so sad. I gotta give it up to Josie Kearns, um, who ran the website Harry Potter Companion, which is defunct now, but still on web archive, uh, because she originally wrote um, an essay, like, explaining that, like, so you know how, like, Dumbledore is at a loss during Goblet of Fire? It's because he and Snape aren't speaking. And I read it and I was like, oh my god. Yes, this explains everything. Um, And then I just sort of built on that. And yeah, like really their relationship is so key to the war effort because really like, because Dumbledore has such a narrow circle of confidence, like it's really just what he and Snape and Harry are up to. And like no one else matters all that much. Mm -mm. You're Um, right. Yeah. And (laughs) I I do love the irony of how Laurie and I see their relationships so differently. Because, like, 
ironically, Lori has a much more charitable reading of Dumbledore and Snape's relationship than I do. Um, but my reading is what makes me feel sorry for Snape. So just, yeah, um, it's weird how uh, we intersected there. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, reading your, reading your words about their relationship, uh, like, rang more true to me. I I loved reading what yes I, one point for me. <laughs> I loved reading what Lori had to say, but I think that like in terms of like how I always viewed them, I just kind of like leaned more towards what. As soon as I read what you were saying, I was just like, "Wow, yeah," and it just like hit me. <laughs> and for the first time ever, I think I actually felt bad for him. Because I never had before. I was just yeah. like, he's such a... Ugh, and I just want to <laughs> punch him. <laughs> but I yep, was like, yep. no, he really got like... the. He really got a bad deal. Yeah. Like, I honestly... I, I've heard that from several readers that like... The part they didn't expect about the book was to feel bad for Snape. Yeah. And yeah. I was, I was like, like yeah, this is yeah. a Dumbledore um, book. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Some, I know. Like, some people like are just like super determined not to feel one shred of like any kind of feeling towards Snape. But guess what? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes so, you do. Yeah. Lori and I bond over this where like we're both writing about characters that people have very strong feelings towards. Yes. yes. And it's like saying that this guy's a bad guy and that's it is not helpful. Yeah. Like, that is not how you end up with a book. Right. right. Um, yeah. right. Well, so... and that's not realistic for people either. Like, I always say the author does a great job at writing realistic people because no one's yes. totally black and totally, really, for the most part. Yeah, So, like, that's great. what's so good about Dumbledore and really Snape is, like, you. there's so many ways to look at their character and it's not just mm-hmm. he's so good he's so good and he's so bad he's so bad yeah like, yeah that doesn't make people interesting yeah so. like i mm-hmm. love dumbledore dumbledore is my absolute favorite character of all time so when Yay. i saw this book i was super stoked um but when he screws up i will be the first person to be like yeah that's absolutely wrong <laughs> like yeah i'm not uh, gonna being forgive him rather cleverer than most men his mistakes tend to be correspondingly huger correct <laughs> yeah correct yeah he knows himself well <laughs> yeah I, that's another thing i love about dumbler is just the self-awareness yes he's like yeah i know i'm like doing all this and i'm like puppet master if you will but like it's fine, <laughs> it's fine. It, it, it'll all work out and yeah. also just like the whole i i guess i another thing that i didn't necessarily pick up on when reading is like how his plan didn't really go how he wanted in Deathly Hallows at all. And I was just like, no. oh my god, you're right. No. Like, wow, <laughs> like this is just I mean, obviously it's it worked so out because the author wanted yeah. it to work out, but like, you're like, oh my god, so many things had to align perfectly for this to work out the way that it did, and it's amazing that it did, and then you think you're like, yeah, because it's a book and it was written that way. But it's awesome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, that's that's what bugged me so much, like, before I started working on this book, is I'm like, how how could he have left it so up in the air yeah. that like a million things had to go exactly right coincidentally for it to work out in the end? Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like, if Dumbledore is this epic puppet master, why isn't he doing a better job? Right. Yeah. And like yeah. that's sort of what drove me to start like working on the book and trying to puzzle it all out. Cause I'm just like, it doesn't make sense. Like, good or bad, like he's not stupid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, no, like, the fact that his plans went wrong is so important, because literally, the last chapter in the series is the flaw in the plan. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it all comes back to. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and then when I was working on the book, I was like, oh, actually, like, all of his plans went wrong. Like, <laughs> right. they, they just kept messing up. Yeah. 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 Um, let's see. We've got just a couple left here. Um, a Pats one asks, what is one thing that you would change about Dumbledore if you want to? Is there anything? Oh. Oh. <laughs> um. Well, I wouldn't change anything about his character because, like, his character is what makes him Dumbledore and that's what interests me. Um, There is one thing. At the end of Sorcerer's Stone, um, when he tells Harry, he's like, so, I'ma answer some of your questions if I can, but then if I can't, I won't lie. And then literally the next thing he says is a lie. Mm. (laughs) When Harry's like, so, why did Snape try to save my life and he's like oh it's because like he has a life debt to james that that's that's totally it that's definitely the answer <laughs> totally not a lie and i answered it and yeah and i'm like to this day i don't understand why dumbledore did that like in an earlier edition of um the dumbledore book actually in one of the appendices i wrote a bit about this and i was like literally if anyone has a good explanation for this let me know <laughs> and like <laughs> Genuinely, one or two readers did email me with theories, and I was like, I mean, like, I appreciate the attempt, but I just don't buy it. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I can't make heads or tails of that one thing Dumbledore did, so that's what I would change. I wonder if she, like, didn't fully have his character flushed out, and... But, like, she did for so many other characters, so that still yeah. doesn't make she, sense. But- she did for Snape, didn't she? Know like pretty yeah. early on exactly how. So that would that wouldn't true. true. Yeah, yeah, no, like she definitely Snape. knew about the Snape Lily yeah. thing. Yeah, like I think if anything, it's the more like fairy tale quality of Sorcerer's Stone that like you know that's a much more like I owed a life and I repaid a life. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, like it doesn't fit fit with the rest of the series, and it bugs me. Hmm. I get that. Okay. I get that. Uh, Puff Puff just said it's not his secret to tell. Which that's I mean, true. I guess. But yeah. he still could have worded it better. But he did say, I like, mean, I will or, never or reveal. I to answer it. Yeah, like, right. he literally says, yeah, yeah like, that's true. That's true. I just won't answer if I can't answer. And like, he doesn't about, like, yet. why did Voldemort try to kill him? And then he, and then he, he lies. He's like, I promise not to lie. Tells a lie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, see. if any of the Swish and Flick listeners have any theories, please, I would love to hear them, genuinely. <laughs> like, put my mind at ease. Oh, Aubrey says, I think Dumbledore says that to be a chaos goblin so that when Snape finds out that Harry thinks he owes James a life debt, he loses it, and Dumbledore gets a good laugh. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean... Chaos goblin! <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate it. Yeah, no. Like... I mean, that feels pretty Dumbledore to me. A <laughs> little bit. Because they're like, poking the... buttons, you know? Yeah, because like it's not like he says this to Harry and he thinks that like this will be it, mm-hmm. right? Because like it takes, what, like a year and a few months before Harry's like, you shut up about my dad. I know he saved your life. 
Yeah. And then Snape is like, oh, really? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, again, everything about that was completely predictable. <laughs> um. Okay, we're going to do one more. And it is... Yeah, sorry. I know this is supposed to be the lightning ground and I'm going off for like f- oh. 15 minutes. Oh, you're fine. Same thing. This is what we Literally, do. you're yeah. fine. Um, next question is Magic by Phoenix. What do you think Dumbledore's greatest weakness is? Ooh. Well, spoiler alert for my book, um, but Harry... Um, oh, yeah. His biggest weakness is that he grew to care too much about Harry, and that derailed all his plans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I yeah. think that was definitely unexpected. Yeah. And, like, that, that really, more than anything else, like, helped me make my peace with him, where I was like, I mean, if he messed up because he cared too much about Harry, I'm like, that that makes sense to me like that i can reconcile with the dumbledore of the first six books yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i like that that's all we got okay (laughs) but we do have a house cup still this episode oh Oh, well that's perfect for urban hufflepuff and ravenclaw tied I was looking yeah! for uh, I was looking for Hufflepuff. I was like, wait, did they not get any points because they were on the side? <laughs> <laughs> Dead last, Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing when Dumbledore isn't rigging things for you. Yeah, how far Gryffindor sinks. Well, they have a meme of me coming in as Dumbledore, being like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and four hundred points because Harry Potter went on an adventure. That's right. <laughs> Um, Kendra reminded me because I wondered this and a couple of our listeners wondered this and I said I thought the same thing and it made my respect for him shoot up. We want to know if you have a Moira Rose wig wall because that's the greatest thing ever. Uh, what is a Moira <gasps> Rose wig wall? Have you ever watched Screek? No! Uh, no, I've been meaning to ah. um, and one day I shall. Well, it's a compliment, just so you know. It is, it is. And I have a whole that. wall of wigs uh, but and yes, they all have no, names. I, I do a lot of cosplay um, and I, I realize it. that the best way to make sure my wigs don't lose their form it's to just hang them up. So, yes, I do have wigs all around the perimeter of my room. Love it. Well, I'm sure that Moira Rose also thinks that. She doesn't want to lose the shape of her wigs, so she just hangs them all on the wall. But right? they are all named, and it is great. It's great. It's awesome. So I haven't gotten that far. Um, <laughs> if, I, if I do, that is when y'all should grow concerned. Right. <laughs> so funny. All right. Fan story time. Fan story time. All right. This one comes from January 2021. I believe they are in the Discord tonight. Katie Connectal. This is Katie. your story. Thanks for telling us how to pronounce your last name because so I would not. appreciate that. I would have butchered the heck out of that. Yep. I was actually close in my brain. It was Nectel, sort of. Whatever. All right. My <laughs> name is Katie Connectal and I am a Hufflepuff. Woohoo. I don't really know my wand or Patronus, but here is my story. I was still pretty young when the last Harry Potter book and fifth movie came out and not quite totally into Harry Potter at that time. I'd watched the movies that were out prior to it, but didn't really have interest in reading the books for some reason, even though I was a big reader. The lady who watched us was 
who watched us was the family who got me into it. And for some reason, she decided to read me and my brother the epilogue. But as I was only only knew a couple of movies, it didn't really make sense, obviously. That is blasphemous. That is. What? How dare. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in third grade or so, I tried reading the books, but found the first book dry and boring. So I gave up. A little bit later, I decided to try the second one. Finished the first chapter, realized Dobby showed up and remembered how much I hated Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> I still kind of do for some reason. So stop. People love to hate Chamber. <laughs> I don't understand why. I don't either. I love Chamber. Chamber's great. <laughs> I then started on the third book and it started The Cascade. I finished the series and went back to read the first two and then proceeded to have to read the entire series at least a dozen times. I'll bet sometimes skipping the second. <laughs> I did get to see the last three movies on opening night, which was always a great time with my old daycare lady and her two daughters. They were definitely the people who got me into it the most. My brother and I are both really into it, which is one of the few things we bond over along with my cousin. I've had a lot of great experiences as part of, as part of the Harry Potter fandom. A local college campus has a wizardry camp every summer for a week. That's awesome. When I was 11 years old, perfect, I started attending the camp. <laughs> I got sorted into Hufflepuff with my cousin and later Hi. my brother. <laughs> and later came to realize that was my true house. I even refused to join Pottermore for the longest time in fear I wouldn't get sorted into Hufflepuff, but I eventually joined and thankfully was put into Hufflepuff. I understand that anxiety. Mm -hmm. At the camp, we got to play modified Quidditch, had dark arts and crafts, potions, herbology, Ooh. writing the daily profit, and even dueling. Wait. This sounds amazing. Dark, dark, art. dark arts and crafts. I love that. <laughs> that is so good. I love it. That is brilliant. Dark arts and crafts. That could be a YouTube series. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love take it. it. That's copyright now. <laughs> TM. Stole it from that camp. TM. <laughs> Uh, one year, we even had a Triwizard tournament with someone competing from each house, and I ended up being the Triwizard champion at the end. That's Love awesome. that. That's Another amazing. year, we went on a field trip to an old shutdown prison in West Virginia, and I had a tour like we were at Azkaban. I need to go to this camp. <laughs> once, I got, once I got too no, old for, really the, for the camp, I started being a staffer there. There has been That has been a blast since I've gotten to see the camp and some campers grow. It has probably tripled in size since I started, and we had to limit the amount of kids that could attend. I've always helped out in potions, which is great for an engineering nerd like me. Getting to getting to work there is almost as good as being a camper. Getting to experience all the great Potter things I got to do when I was a kid, and becoming friends with an incredible group of Potterhead staffers. Growing up, I have always felt like I was part of many different worlds and struggled to fit in, but having something to fall back on when I was struggling with that has been a saving grace. Even through college and finding a job during the pandemic, I would often turn to Harry Potter when I was overwhelmed or sad. It kept me sane. I only found this podcast at the beginning of 2021, but I've been binge listening at work and am plowing my way through. I finished listening to Prisoner mid-January. So thank you, they're great. Keep up the great podcast and I can't wait to listen more. Much love, especially to the Puffs and Fozzie Bear, Katie. Hmm. Uh, is a what puff. about Iggy and Teddy? I'm They're kidding. Hufflepuffs, are they? Teddy, oh, Teddy is, is a Hufflepuff. Teddy is. Oh. It's Teddy okay. Is? Teddy yeah, is. Teddy is. A thousand percent. I don't know. He shows that cat butt a lot. They like to show off. It's the I black, know, Tiffany. Yellow and black. They like to uh, show it off. Oh, my, my God. Yellow. I refrain from commenting. 
<laughs> but Katie, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for your story. That gave me life. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, I love that. I love Dark that. Arts I want to. I want to go to that camp. Yeah, I want to work there. <laughs> oh god, so awesome! It's awesome. Oh my god, it's joke time. Tell me a joke. All right, let's see what dumb joke I pulled today. A Dumbledore joke? <laughs> oh, man. Did you pull a Dumbledore like joke? It. You better have. I didn't. What? But I don't Maybe. know how to find one quickly. I, it's not like put I'll out nicely up. like that in this book because it's dumb. You, you, okay. You could have looked. You could have like, and then well, you see like a long name. No. <laughs> I'll tell Albus the one that Percival I picked. Brian then... Dumbledore. <laughs> I have some November jokes. What? Because <laughs> this comes out in November. That's why. <laughs> oh my gosh. November. That's crazy. Okay. What did Aragog do when he bought a car? He took it out for a spin. Oh. <laughs> Spider spin. I, I told you it was I dumb. Have I have November a Dumbledore. Jokes. I have a Dumbledore joke. Go ahead. Okay, do you remember? Dumbledore joke. Yeah. Yeah. He looked up November jokes. All right. Huh? Who... Who is Dumbledore's cousin? So stupid. Uh, Credence and Queenie and probably Jacob <laughs> and maybe Grindelwald. Me. <laughs> Dumble window. Oh <laughs> my. What? <laughs> Dumbledore, Dumble window. Oh. <laughs> now, are you saying doors and windows are cousins? Because. Yeah. That's weird. I have questions. <laughs> this is a good one. Oh <laughs> Following the events of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, how did the Hogwarts payroll department satisfy the sudden termination of Albus Dumbledore? <laughs> a Severus package. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Okay, last one. Uh, okay, hold on. I finally found a good model of Dumbledore's memory viewer, but it was too expensive. <laughs> oh my god! Meg. Okay, so like, no, I have, I have no And then I have another joke. So the first one is: My friend asked why I didn't shave after November ended. I replied, "It grew on me." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The next one is November is a hot month. Not as hot as no fire, but much warmer than no vashes. Why? (laughs) Okay, and now here's another joke. (laughs) Eric and Barb can't become a couple. That would be barbaric. (laughs) (laughs) Why did she call? We don't like know anybody named Eric, do we? I guess Eric Munch. Natalie's husband, I guess. Eric Munch. Eric. I'm like. (laughs) We did a whole episode on Harry Potter podcaster. Oh my god. I'm never going to call you anything else. You have a new pet name. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I found a Dumbledore joke in here. Oh. Why didn't Dumbledore take the train? Because he preferred the Albus. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm... Oh, I like it. I like it. If you eat too many salted pretzels on Halloween, what happens the next day? 
Dehydration? November 1st. <laughs> oh my god. Sarah. Stop her. Move All on right. before she gets another Make one. Make sure. <laughs> Do you have another one? More, more. No, I mean, some of them are not appropriate for this. There was a really bad oh, those I really one hear. that I couldn't read. But oh, anyway, make sure that you follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Instagram at the Petrus family. Tiffany's on Instagram at tiffswish underscore flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. Irvin, would you like to plug your social media for us? Um, yeah, uh, I'm pretty terrible at social media, actually. Uh, I'm only on Twitter at Dark Lord of Dance. Um, but I will plug the fact that you can buy the Dumbledore book pretty much wherever books are sold. Yes. So your local bookstore, bookshop.org, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, um, everywhere. Um, uh, all the links are at the book's website, uh, lifeandliesofdumbledore.com. Uh, and if you want to read more of what I write about Harry Potter and all that, um, go to MuggleNet.com and check out the Three Broomsticks, or listen to me at Alohomora, um, our other Harry Potter podcast, at AlohomoraPodcast.com. Awesome. We love Alohomora, mm-hmm. so go and listen and enjoy. Yeah, I was so bummed I wasn't here for the crossover, but at least I still get to podcast with you guys. And you know, I yeah. have a feeling that this isn't going to be the last time. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> it can't be because this was just way too much fun. I'd love to I'd like to pu- put you on another regular episode and I think you'd be really fun on a Felix file. We're a little more loosey goosey. Um so we'll be uh, just just say when. I'd love to be on. You like the Malfoy family, correct? Very much. Okay. Well we're gonna see your availability coming up pretty shortly then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But honestly, like Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. One, for being you, and two, for writing this wonderful book that we all really enjoyed, and I was, like, living my best life just throwing facts at everybody from your book, and I'm like, well, well, according to the Dumbledore book, the Dumbledore book says... (laughs) This is accurate, and she got all of us to read it. It is now canon Mm -hmm. under the Swishverse. I literally have it, like, next to the computer when I podcast. It's always here. And it's also highlighted like galore and like I ha- I went through like three highlighters while reading we have this no book. I was like now. yes she was even like I, I need a yellow Crayola like that's all we had left <laughs> <laughs> yeah no th- that's what I did with Lori's Snape book like you see yes. it just has post-its and flags yes. and underlines I mean I can think of no higher compliment thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for helping spread the word about Dumbledore um yeah with you know tiny little indie published books like these it really is a huge help so i'm so grateful thank you well we love to do it because it's obviously something that we enjoy yeah and um we're actually at some point in the future we're going to be swishers we're going to be doing a giveaway of the dumbledore book so make sure you follow our social media for that whenever that time comes about yes Okay. I, I was gonna ask, but I was like, should I not say that aloud? Or gonna like type in the Skype chat? <laughs> no, it's it's coming. So we will definitely um definitely put that out there to the masses. But go and buy this book. Do it. Yeah. You won't regret Please. it. Do it's it. Read. It is so good. Do it. 
well, rightfully so, this episode is for Eric and Irvin. (laughs) 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 That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. (gasps) Amazing! Yeah, what the hell, Peeves? What the hell? Wreaking havoc, dropping cabinets. You know what I really could go for? Big right League Chew. Some ice cream or like a piece of chocolate. Do you like Melt? Oh my god, it was amazing. <laughs> I mean, in general, the Ohio cuisine of like, what if we took it and put cheese and bacon on it? I am here <laughs> for it. Very Midwestern. Yeah. Oh, Add love more cheese. It. Put mac and cheese on it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm going to try and sound like completely normal. I'm going to re-ask the question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to act like this never happened. Nothing happened. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. You see Bye, Eric. Irvin. <laughs> Bye, Swishers.